Okay, Irving. So here's the question of the day. Okay. Do you prefer the song This Is Me from The Greatest Showman or This Is Me from Camp Rock? Oh, um, I'm going to have to say The Greatest Showman because I've never seen Camp Rock. <laughs> what? I know. I'm such a bad Disney person. <sighs> I, did, I know. I know. I'm... In my defense, um, I'm part of the high school musical generation, not the cap rock generation. Okay. <laughs> See, I was at that weird intersection where I was kind of part of both. Because mm-hmm. they both came out about the same. Like, high school musical one came out first. Yes. Then, like, a year or two later, camp rock came out. And then, like, a year later, high school musical two came out. Yeah, so I was... I was graduating high school when High School Musical came out. Okay. And I was in middle school, so I was in that weird spot between the two. Um, So they both were my jam. Um, I think it's so weird now that there are two This Is Me songs because Mm -hmm. um, in the Disney canon, because whenever they advertise like oh like the d d capella group Mm -hmm. they have a version of this is me and the lyrics if you listen it to it on apple the lyrics when you look up the lyrics to Mm -hmm. listen to it are the are the greatest showman ones but the song is actually the camp rock one okay so weird weird and to answer that question for me i am um this is me greatest showman too because um that is just such a bop and kiala settle is amazing like it definitely feels that once this uh the greatest showman makes it to broadway that feels like that would be the end of act one song yeah definitely Hey y'all, welcome to That Magical Podcast. I am your host, Ash Alamo, and today we are joined by the Amaz Young um, podcaster, Irving. Y'all, everybody, welcome back, Irving. You're my first repeat customer. Oh, I am so happy to be a returning guest. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, it's Pride Month. Happy, Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Um, and I I wanted to have amazing queer people on my podcast to celebrate Pride to celebrate to celebrate Pride Month um, with me and to celebrate Pride on the podcast. And you were one of the first ones I thought of because you're really freaking gay. And really also yeah. <laughs> who told you this <laughs> oh did I just doubt you oh um, my goodness <laughs> but also I just you're so fun and like it's such a joy you were so fun on the last one and you also you, you're our topic when we talk 
it requires very little editing. So I'm like making it easier on myself. I um, love an easy edit episode. I do too. I do too. Real quick, I want to address. Um, be- I am so sorry I missed posting a video or a recording last week. I really had one planned, um, but I had to cancel because I got strep throat and I'm still coming off of that a bit, but I'm doing much better. I'm on a ton of antibiotics, um, so that feels great. Um, throat during Pride Month sounds homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Irving, this is not that type of podcast. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, anyway, so, um, anyway, how are you doing, Irving? I am doing great. How about yourself? I am good. I am good. So, Irving, how is things going over at Discovering D Plus? Things are going pretty well. Discovering D-plus also sounds (laughs) very erotic for Pride Month, but uh, again, I'm sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) But how are things going over there? Things are going good. Don't feel bad about missing a week. At this point, I've missed like four so far, but you know what? It's a hobby. We do it for the love of it. Same. And mental health comes before everything. Agreed. But, Agreed. but yeah, but we are, we currently finished rec- Treasure Planet, and it was my first time watching that movie. So uh, it was a good episode. Uh, so I haven't seen that movie either. And I'm saving it. I'm going to save watching it because I've heard amazing things about it. And it's weird I've never seen it because it came out like when I was, you know, a kid. You know, I grew up in the early 2000s. So, like, like I was born 97. So, like, those movies were the my, you know, were my classic Disney movies. But I never saw, uh, I mainly saw Pixar movies growing up because they were a bit better than... <laughs> Like after, like, I'm sorry, but after Home on the Range and Chicken Little. Yeah, Chicken Little, that thing really, it really did hurt. Chicken Little really did hurt. And I was was like seven. It was just Pixar. It was just Pixar from now on after Chicken Little. Yeah. And it was also my parents, we paid like $60 for the three of us to go see like this horrible, like, barely 70 minute movie mm-hmm. and they were like okay no more <laughs> <laughs> yeah but actually then... I think the reason why we might have not seen it is I actually looked at like the advertisement for it and it was giving us nothing yeah it that's a whole other movie that we'll have to discuss sometime yeah because I really don't think it had it knew it that what it wanted to do but yeah. anyway um so real quick since it is pride month um i do want to go into i i normally i don't like discussing politics but i have but you know 
sadly being myself is political now and being our visible and authentic selves is making us political now so guess what we're about to get political um and um i want to address like earlier this week the week we're recording this um the texas passed the drag ban bill um which more which it's written as like oh we're protecting children you know who from these you know men in dresses but really they're also like oh we're hitting the transgender community yes which is the end goal i think like the big the drag queens are the pictures you know they're spreading Mm -hmm. but really the end goal is you know quote-unquote eradicating transgender people which is sad you know especially you know like when we're about to go into a very when we're entering into a very celebratory month you know for us yes and we're going in you know super like which it's just sad a lot of sadness um is happening but we're queer people you know we've had to fight for everything we've received you know and i think we can fight this and i think you know um we are this is going to make us stronger you know and so it's just really sad though to see what's happening in our climate right now with you know and the the saddest part is is like so um like i had a friend take his cousin to see the new Little Mermaid movie mm-hmm. and there was a quote unquote church protesting the film like outside and he took his like his cousin is like six or seven yeah. you know and that was so like he had to explain that to his seven year old cousin like, hey, they're just people that hate anything that is a different skin color, a different, you know, gender expression than they do, a different anything different. And that's why they're protesting this movie. And um, something we're going to get into later this month is the queerness of The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. That I think um, there's a big bunch of it in The Little Mermaid, you know. So, um, but I just wanted to say, like, this podcast, we don't, we condemn all these anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ, anti-equality legislation that is being introduced in the United States. And um, I, it's just upsetting. So, But I think 
something I'm really wanting to focus on this Pride Month with these episodes is showing off queer joy. Because that's how we win, is showing that we are being who we are, and we are loving who we are, and we are doing what we love, which is talking about Disney. And I think there's a reason a lot of queer people relate to Disney so much. Yeah. So. It's true. So this is one of the reasons we are talking about um, queer Disney anthems is because I think um, this is um, sorry I think this is such a joyous topic you know some of these songs some of these songs are um like that we're about to mention are so like they're on some of them are on Hamburger Mary's most performed songs for like drag queens to do at Hamburger Mary's you know they're always performed at pride parades some of them are so I'm really excited to get into this and a lot of these songs are songs that we grew up listening to as children even before we knew what we were uh-huh. we just knew that we were different and many of our heroes and Disney movies are in the same situation where they feel like they're looking for a place where they belong exactly and many of us have grown up not feeling like we belong mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, that's perfectly said. So, without further ado, are you ready to dive into the list? Let's get right into it. Okay. And we'll pause a second. Okay, Irving, what? let's start with you. What is your number five? Okay, so, for my list, I decided to go with things that were very personal to my little gay experience growing up. Like mm-hmm. I said, I I was born in 89, so I feel like I grew up at that very interesting point where gayness was visually presented on TV, yeah. through shows like Will and Grace and like Queer as Folk. But mm-hmm. that was kind of about it, never like in my everyday life. So many of my picks are things about coming into yourself and discovering your power. Uh, so for my number fifth, so my fifth song that I picked is What Else Can I Do from Encanto. Ooh. Because as we know, Isabella has to be the perfect child for abuela Mm -hmm. and she's tired of it because she feels like she's living a life that is not the life she wants to live and the minute she discovers that she can do something different something prickly something not symmetrical that's when she Uh there's so much more to her life than what she's been told 
Yeah. Oh, I like that. So for me, it's going to have to be, what else can I do from Isabella? I, I love that. Um, that's not on my list. But the whole film of Encanto is so queer-coded. I think, you know, like, especially with the characters of, like, Mirabelle, you know, not fitting into the family norm, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially with Louisa being, like, like, a butch, you know, the, like, butch or tomboy type female empowerment but Mm -hmm. it's not looked like at the end it's celebrated you know I I just yeah so that's a great choice um my number five I know a lot of people will put this as their top Mm -hmm. but my number five is part of your world from the little mermaid like um like I said in another episode later this month we'll delve more into the queerness of the Little Mermaid Mm -hmm. but I think this song really does set that up so set up like the queer coding in Little Mermaid so well you know because it's about someone who wants to experience something that they have only seen from afar Mm -hmm. um I remember when I was younger when I was like 10 or 11 um my parents and great aunt took me to a production of the of a chorus line that was touring through Dallas Mm -hmm. and we went to go see it and I wasn't out yet, obviously. And I didn't really know much about queer people. But I saw Chorus Line, which is a very gay show. Um, I saw this queer couple there. And one was dressed like he had on yellow shorts, sparkly glasses, um, blue converse, you know, a white t-shirt. He a very tight white t-shirt um and it was that was like that was part of my queer awakening because I was just so fascinated by him and like he was holding hands with his partner you know and that definitely you know made me like I was so interested and I felt that looking from afar you know like Ariel does in part of your world and not just that because it's not on my list but it was part of my honorable mentions it's when I was growing up I never really saw gay people in my everyday life but I knew I, I knew that I was gay since I was like a little kid. Like mm-hmm. my crushes were always boy crushes. But I yeah. always knew that you weren't supposed to, you know, tell people that. Agreed. So knowing that I've never encountered anyone that was gay or gay relationships out in my everyday life, I used to sit there and wonder, 
am I ever going to find someone or am I going to be alone? Mm -hmm. So you do feel like Ariel when you ask yourself, you know, what would I, what would I give to just be out of these waters? What would I, you know, just lay out on the sand? You can then... translate that to like holding hands or going on a date with someone. Like you never know if that's going to happen to uh -huh. you well, when I was growing up. That really, it really shows um, like in the reprise a part of mm -hmm. your world. Like mm -hmm. her first words are like, what would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you smiling at me? Like, that is, like, so many queer people have felt those exact feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, I, like, it's so beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get too much into part of your world because um, when we do our episode on the queerness of the Little Mermaid that I think will be happening next week. Yeah. Um, I, I we'll go more into detail on that, but yeah, my number five is part of your world. It's a good one. Okay, Irving, let's, what's your number four? Okay, so for my number four, I have selected Show Yourself from Frozen 2. Okay. And the reason is when I first when I first um saw the movie and the song came out, it really reminded me of the first time I went on a date with someone because it was someone I met online and it was like the very first time I was going to meet another gay person in real life. Mhm. Mm oh that I was actually going to talk to not just like someone out in the distance or like a hearing of someone was gay. Right. And yeah, I just think that Elsa on her horse, you know, riding it into the unknown as you know, her first song says, and it's just something that I felt like I was relating to at an emotional level, you know, her mentioning that every inch of her, every inch of her is trembling, but not from the cold and like a dream I can reach, but not quite hold. Like all that was just like, that is exactly like the nervousness I felt in mm -hmm. high school meeting at a boy that went to a different high school. But that's yeah. the only way. <laughs> and, you know, we met on MySpace and it was also kind of scary because I was like, this is it. This is showing that this is truly who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. finally happening. And then... Elsa realizing that she never needed that second outside validation to tell her who she is. It has been inside her this whole time. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. So we'll go to my number four now. What is your number four? My number four is Eye to Eye from a Goofy movie. Oh, nice. I love this song so much. I love this movie. I hadn't seen it. So there were a ton of Disney movies I haven't seen until Disney Plus came out. Just because, um, you know, we didn't, 
I grew up in the Disney vault age when it was very hard to get certain Disney movies. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, movies like a Goofy movie where they didn't really release it a lot. But I love... So, this was, like, I watched it on the second day uh, after I got Disney Plus, and I wasn't out at the time. But this is such a beautiful song to... I think what we as humans need to do right now is like really just like to unite ourselves the human race you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yes and like um like whether you're straight queer um lesbian gay you know we this is we need to just you know you know at the old saying is like walk in someone else's shoes you know look at things through our each other's eyes now i'm not saying this about like white supremacy or something or (laughs) being nazis but i do think there are you know ways we just need to be more united as a human race you know and this song is just it's also such a bop like i almost put the the goofy movie on my list of movies that I would love to become musicals. I can see that because it's it's gotta and and the good thing about that it, it would be it would have to be set in the nineties. Like it has to be a period yes. piece with that yes. style of music. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't update it it and make it like, oh, we're making it modern day. It needs to be nineties. But this song is such a bop and if you want my recommendation, go listen to the Disney acapella group, Decapella. Mm-hmm. Listen to their version of Eye to Eye. It's the best. It's better than the original. Okay, I'll have to check it out. It's so honestly, cool. It just I also just so recently pumped. saw a Goofy movie for the first time, like last year. So okay. I, I'm also discovering it in my, you know, now being a, a queer adult. Yes. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's such a bop. It like I listen to it when I run. Like it's just one of those songs to get you excited, or uh, or someone, one of my friends calls it a driving song. You know, when you're excited to get someplace, you listen to a playlist of drive songs to keep you excited. Yeah, you know. I'm like I'm terrified of driving, so I don't drive. I live here in California, so luckily. I'm a passenger princess, but I do have a playlist of songs that I tell my like my friends. Uh, these songs actually make me want to get my driver's license, so that, I can, <laughs> so that I could be, you know, driving down the street, sixty miles an hour, drinking my iced coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or this, it, they when I was in high school, I had walking songs. Mm-hmm. For like when I'd walk down the hallway or walk to class or even in college I have walking songs because I didn't get my driver's license till a year after I I finished high school and I was in college um but it it was they were my walking songs so yeah this this one is such a bop it's so fun like when 
I start my drag, I'm going to do this number, like, in it. It's so fun. Uh, Okay. Let's go on to number three, Irving. What's your number three? Okay, so for my third spot, the bronze medal, I have decided to put out there from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. That's my third one. Mm. Because, like I said, all these songs are very, like, personal to my own, you know, queer experience growing up. And I do remember those days where I was like, people don't understand how easy they have it. And how you just wish you could just be like everybody uh-huh. else. And uh-huh. having to just, you know, it's it's a lot of work to finally accept yourself. And Frodo is such a tragic character because he grew up in an environment where he's being told that the world is cruel and the world is wicked. And I grew up in, an, in a very toxic household. Uh-huh. And it took a lot of work to break out of that. And so I definitely related to Frodo in that he I, just I'm wants sorry, to who? be out there. Uh, not Frodo, um, uh, Quasimodo. There. <laughs> I was like, um, I thought I misheard that at first. And then, yeah, like, no, well, sorry. Right. okay, sorry. <laughs> it was sorry. M- Mr. Guasi over here. Um, I, I related a lot to his feelings of just wanting to be with everyone else. It's almost like, I feel like this one and part of your world have very interesting similarities because mm-hmm. they're both yearning for almost the same thing, except that one doesn't involve uh, a, another person in the picture. He just wants to be out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love this song. It's not on my list. It, it I I probably should have put it in my honorable mentions, but I decided it was this one or part of your world. Because like you said, they both have the same theme, but this one is such a good song. Um, and Quasimodo is a dream role for me um, that hopefully I'll get to do this fall. Um, wink, wink. Um, but I love this song and I connect to the song so much as not only a queer person, but someone who has autism, you know? So it's like, yeah, the song is definitely, like, as a queer autistic person, like, I struggle with connecting with people. That's part of my autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this song, like, just magnifies, you know, some of like how I felt like when I was younger, especially like when I found out I had autism and I was like also starting to figure out like I was attracted to men, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, great choice. Great choice. Yeah, because I I feel like the one of the important parts of this song is that he's not singing it to someone, right? He's singing it to himself. Mm -hmm. And it's I feel like it's important to show people that our queerness is not tied up to our sexuality. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right? So uh, that's why I really, really love this song. Yep. Agreed. Okay. 
Um, my number three is not from a movie. It's from a Disney musical. Oh. And this musical was supposed to be adapted. It was originally thought as a movie. Elton John wrote the music. Mm-hmm. But then he realized it would work better as a stage musical. Although I would still love for, like, I could totally see Disney making a movie version of this. And this, my number three is a song called My Strongest Suit from Aida. Um, Irving, are you familiar with the musical Aida? Honestly, I have heard of it. It Was that their first or their second? Um... I think it might have been their second or third. Because I know the Beauty and the Beast was their first, if I'm not mistaken. Beauty and the Beast. And then I think Lion King was their second. And then this was their third. Okay, yeah. So I have heard of it, and but I've never listened to it. So it's a really good score. It's by Elton John. Um, really just, uh, it's a beautiful story. It's about a... It's based on an opera called Aida, Mm -hmm. and it's about a Nubian princess who is it who's enslaved um, by Egyptians, and it's this whole there's a love triangle with Aida and one of the like captains, and then the it, it. and then with him and like the princess, um, it's kind of a complicated musical to describe. But um, the other main female, not Aida, mm-hmm. she sings the song called "My Strongest Suit," which is all about confidence and how she dresses, and that's how she finds where she finds her confidence, and. It's again, it's just such a bop. It's so fun. Um, I love this song. Um, it's all about like just being yourself, rocking it out, being fierce as you do so. Um, like Elton John wrote it, you know, so that's the queerness of it. <laughs> <laughs> that should describe the queerness of it. Elton John wrote it. Yeah, um, I definitely have to check out that musical because it is on my like to do list for yes. of musicals to listen to. Yes. But now that I kind of have an understanding of what it's about, it'll make it a lot easier for me. Yeah, it it's so good. It's so good. Also, um, so they did a concept album. They did original cast recording, which I would suggest you listen to first. Okay. If you have it, which is the original cast, Sherry Renee Scott, who um, played Ursula on Broadway, sang this song, and she's so fierce. But there's also a concept album that has, like, popular stars from the day singing it and the mm-hmm. Spice Girls sing the song Uh-oh. in that album. Okay. So it that's also a fun listen, but listen to the original first. Okay. Um Irving real quick we're at our halfway point. Um so we're going to just stop for a second and take a break and we will be right back y'all. 
And we're back. Um, so Irving, are you ready to go in to your number two? Yes, I am. So for my number two, I have picked uh, Reflections from Mulan. Ooh. I don't think that there is a more... It's There's a tragedy to a lot of these songs that I have selected. I feel like there's like a theme. Like if there was a theme to my top five would be like a tra like it's a little bit tragic because it's people and characters being put into a box that they don't feel they belong in and yeah. i think reflections is the like the ultimate version of that i agree i know that there's a lot of um people in the trans community who feel like this song really speaks to them mm-hmm. i it really spoke to me because i just felt like i was never manly enough for anyone yeah. in my family. And as a kid, I, I really related to this song. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I think the most beautiful lyric I think Disney has ever had in a movie is in the song. And it's um, the, if I were to truly be myself, I would break my family's heart. And that's yes. like, be tragic but beautifully tragic and and it's truth there's so much truth in that you know like it oh, it's such a beautiful song i oh, it's not on my list it almost was but a lot of my songs um i went with a lot of them because like like i do i and strongest suit because they're just fun, and I think they they really show off that queer joy that I want, I love to promote, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, um, Reflection, I'm so glad you mentioned it, because it does deserve to be talked about with yeah, queer anthems. Especially because I feel like, like, even like that quote that you said, right? If I were truly to be myself, I would break my family's heart that could fit into many instances of just not living up to gender norms. Exactly. Right? So it could really speak to a lot of people within the community. Exactly. Especially those of us who are brought up very conservatively and religiously, you know, to where, you know, like like Christianity, where I was brought up, you know, honor thy mother and father is so important, Mm -hmm. you know, and in um, Asian culture, you know, being, you know, your family is like, you know, so important, you know, family is so important in that community, you know, and so, yeah, uh, great choice, Irving. Great choice. And what about you? What have you selected for your number two? So my number two is Rainbow Connection from The Muppets. Oh, that is um, so cute. <laughs> it's, I never would have thought of that, but it makes perfect sense. It's such, it's just, well, first off, 
I love when a movie opens with like a, a, a ballad, you know, mm-hmm. or a musical opens with, you know, not like the big opening number, but it opens with like, we're going to do this right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're going to, we're going to, you're going to get to fall in love with this character. Um, and I think, especially now, it's just such a lovely song. You know, um, it was, Jim Henson says he drew inspiration from When You Wish Upon a Star from, for this number, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially like with how When You Wish Upon a Star opens with the multiplane zoom in of Jiminy Cricket sitting on the book singing When You Wish Upon a Star. Um, Rainbow Connection opens with Kermit sitting, being zoomed in from afar, sitting on a log singing Rainbow Connection, you know? Um, And it's just a beautiful song. And it's all about community, I think, too. Especially when it comes, when they do it in the new Muppet movie. Well, that's like, now 10 years old so it's not that new but you know what i mean where all the where kermit starts by singing it and then piggy joins him and then literally all the muppets join kermit and it's all about community and embracing you know who you are and i I love it okay irving do you have any honorable mentions before we get to our number one I sure do. Uh, part of your world was part of my honorable mention. Okay. It it barely got like it was like number six if I had to give it a number. Yeah. But I think the other one that I would like to give an honorable mention to is uh, "God Help the uh, Outcast" from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh yeah. And I think it's just mostly because of like how you said at the beginning of the episode, like everything that's like coming out and what the community is facing this song just really feels important right now mm-hmm. where it's like, I know that I live in California, so I know that my rights are protected at some level, but there are so many people less lucky than I, Yeah, you know, many people don't choose where they grow up or where they live and we shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like my honorable mention is God help the outcast. Okay, that, yeah, I, that's beautiful. I love that song. My honorable mention is, this is me from The Greatest Showman. We talked a little bit about it, you know, in the cold open, but um, this song is just, it's one of the most played songs at Pride, you know, like at least there's going to be at least one performance of This Is Me at any Pride celebration, you know, since it came out, really. Um, I think it's really powerful that the lead singer of it is a woman of color who is rep- who's playing someone who doesn't represent, you know, gender norms, you know, and 
yeah, I love This Is Me. Yeah, and also, I, not it's not only a good song, but also looking at it in the context of the movie is they're the ones bringing in the money. Exactly. <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, so you're good with us making you money, but when it comes to us being allowed in the same room, all of a sudden there's a problem. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of the same thing with, like, rainbow capitalism now. Yes. yes. You know, like, Target. Um, Target, you know, for years, has, we thought were was, you know, a good ally. You know, they always had a pride section at their store this year. You know, a couple of bigots, you know, came in there with misinformation thinking, you know, adult swimsuits were being made for kids, which is complete BS. And um, there was also, like, people tearing down pride sections in targets or one person even got like baskets and basket and put all the pride gear in it and moved it to the back of the store you know and target then um was like oh we're taking down some of our pride merchandise since that has angered these few very loud bigots but it's very few of them yeah so it's that's why i love that song it's like and it's this like, is me. Like, I'm not here for your. And yeah, like I have so many feelings about that, The Greatest Showman. But that's for another day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's another day. But this song is a total it's so pop. good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to get to our number one picks? I sure am. I am so intrigued to hear what your number one is, Irving. Okay, so. For my number one, I feel like it's a very cheesy, maybe overrated, but it is Let It Go from Frozen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frozen is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Beauty and the Beast is my like all time, like it's always going to be like my, my baby, but right now it's Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like it is a very em- empowerment strong song about coming into your true self like I've always had this joke that whenever I'm improving and working on myself is Elsa getting rid of outfit and making that ice dress Uh that is that is a transformation I'm always trying to aspire to have in my life yes so whenever I'm feeling down whenever I'm trying to better myself in any way I always tell myself I am currently walking down that um, walking down that mountain, and I just need to build my palace and make my dress. Yes, get you a little do like the musical version. Get you a little hidey hole in the, <laughs> that will rip your clothes off of you. Yes, and so I just yeah, I just think that it, I, it's a very fun song too. It oh, is. <laughs> have you seen the drag queen performing to "Let It Go"? But she has like a little twink behind her oh, with, with the spray. With the spray, <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. I love it. Uh, yes. It's so, such a fun song. And yes. What's funny is I have like these little porcelain uh, dolls that or figurines that I got at Disneyland because I live pretty close to the parks, mm-hmm. and I gave I gave one to my sister who still lives with my mom, and. 
my mom, she's like, every time I look at that figurine, I think of you. Oh, she's like, and I feel bad the way that you grew up and you felt like you had to run away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my number one pick is from Frozen 2, and it was on your list earlier. It's Show Yourself. Um, I love it. <laughs> I, so I, I got to admit, Frozen isn't my favorite Disney film. Like, it's good. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. It's fun. You know, it's not my favorite. I I really do like, like, my favorite three Disney films are Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, and, um, and, um, Beauty and the Beast. Those are my, and because Beauty and the Beast is such a, the story is told so brilliantly, and the designs for 101 Dalmatians and Sleeping Beauty are so amazing. Mm-hmm. But, um, for, so Frozen 2 came out before I came out. Um, see, uh, get the joke there. Um, <laughs> but then I didn't see it in theaters because I was like, I don't want to deal with like all the screaming kids. Yeah, you know. So I waited till it came out on Disney Plus, which I didn't have to wait too far because they put it out out of pity for COVID um, people. And so I watched it on Disney Plus, and. I watched it and Show Yourself came out, started, and the next week is when I came out officially. Okay. Like, I'm not saying Show Yourself made me want to come out, but, you know, just the coincidence of seeing Frozen 2 and having that beautiful, powerful song come out, and then like a week later is when I come out to or start coming out to people like was so amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it will always hold a special place in my heart. I am still flabbergasted. It wasn't nominated for an Academy Award. They nominated Into the Unknown, right? They, yeah. And Into the Unknown is a good song. Don't get me wrong. But compared to Show Yourself, it would be like if if the song from Lion King that was nominated instead of um, Circle of Life w- was um, like Akuna Matata. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both are good songs, but one is just so much like the emotional power, you know, and um, and in the new Fantasmic at Disney World, they have Elsa singing Show Yourself. Oh, that's cool. And they revamped Fantasmic to having, they have Moana, they have um, Aladdin, they have Pocahontas come in for a second, and they have Mulan, but but they have Elsa do Show Yourself. And the way they do the projections, like they project the mother onto the water screens is so beautiful. Uh, I I just love this song and it's such a bop and like when I do my drag I will do a performance to show yourself at some point once I get some money because um, 
it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's a really good song. I mean, is that that's like the only one that we had on both of our lists, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So there we go. Irving, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I it can was, talk about Disney all day. It, same, same. Um, but I need to rest my voice. Um, <laughs> it was so fun. I had the greatest time nerding out about Disney. Um, real quick, tell the people where they can follow you, where they can find your podcast. Um, promote yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, promote yourself! <laughs> um, I'm like, I wish I could hit a high. I couldn't hold the note if my life depended on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners can find me on my other podcast at Discussing D Plus, where we discuss everything and anything on Disney Plus. Yay. Yay. Um, what's your favorite movie you've discussed on, or thing you've discussed on Disney Plus so far? Okay, I think one of my favorite things that we have discussed so far was when we did the it's like the the old like 70s live actions like we did like Justin Morgan had a horse one. Oh and, yeah and it was just so fun because I was like I'm an uh, I'm an immigrant family I came to this country when I was six so it's just like what is this like Disney what are you doing it's just like you know and um so it's those like old 70s movies that were in like the 60s that we've been watching like the love bug and million dollar duck where I'm like wow this is like so strange because it's just like wiped out of Disney history like they're there they might bring it up but they never really it's not like the fandom isn't yelling for them yeah those those have definitely been my favorite yeah I have y'all done a review of the ugly challenge yet not yet that that y'all need to put that on your list because that is just it, it it's i miss disney making these super campy b movies you know but with an a movie budget yeah it there's it's so it's just uh, i love it yeah um well thank well okay so make sure you go listen to that amazing podcast it's one of my favorites i listen to it all the time i loved y'all's episode on um the new peter pan and wendy film oh yeah (laughs) that one was fun that one was fun too i really did enjoy uh i felt bad because i felt like we were kind of clowning on it but it's mostly because i want i want them to do better i want them to be yes that's to me it's like thank you for the representation now i want more yeah exactly exactly well okay and as always you can follow me on instagram at authentic underscore ash 97 and you can follow the show or this podcast on instagram at that the number one that one magical podcast and thank you so much again for coming irving and i hope y'all have an amazing day Thank you.